0: The Daily Rios, for February 20th, 2013, New Comics Wednesday. Final issues abound in today's New Comics Wednesday. That song you just heard is the intro theme to the Young Justice animated series. And today is the release of the final issue of Young Justice, the comic from DC. Issue 25, written by Greg Weissman, who is a writer and producer, etc., on the animated series. So with the closing of that title, I am no longer getting anything from the Johnny DC side of DC's comics because I haven't been picking up the Green Lantern animated series uh, comic, if that's even still going on, I don't know. So with uh, the close of Superman, Family Adventures, and Young Justice, um, I guess we just have to see what else might come out from that corner of the DCU. Also, the final issue of Womanthology Space, number five, featuring creators such as Barbara Kessel, Chrissy Zullo, uh, Sarah Richard and others, wrapping up that anthology from IDW, and here's hoping we see a lot more from this Umbrella project, uh, possibly delving into other genres. From Image, Happy Number 4 closes Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson's miniseries about a little flying blue horse. And, of course, with much pomp and circumstance for the tercentenary yes, I did look that up, tercentenary of Hellblazer, Hellblazer 300, the John Constantine title, and because of the DC reboot, the longest-running title DC had on the shelves. Uh, That is finally coming to an end after over 25 years in publication, making way for the rebranded Constantine series by co-writers Jeff Lemire and Ray Fox with artist Renato Guedes in stores in March. The Hellblazer finale is 48 pages, $4.99, with a cover by Simon Bisley. There have been comments that there's no way a a DCU-centered Constantine series can hold a candle to the long-running Vertigo series, to which I say, bullocks. See what I did there? Uh, Especially considering that the character was created for and existed in the DCU for just under 3 years prior to Hellblazer number 1 even hitting the stands. Uh, and certainly while Hellblazer was running, John Constantine would guest star in Swamp Thing, which was, you know, still firmly planted in the DCU for a long time. So, I guess all of the, all of that to mean that, you know, the core concept of the character had already been established well before Hellblazer hit the stands. And certainly in my mind, you know, and anything that developed in the Hellblazer run and then eventually later branded under the Vertigo uh, banner, was just that, development. Development of a character that we already knew. So, yes, the character can exist in the DCU because he already has, and uh, I don't think that that this switch um, is any real reason to sort of say, no, I'm not going to pick up the Constantine book. You know, If you read it, if you do read it, and you don't like it, fine. But to say that it's not the real John Constantine is... I I think ignoring his origins a little bit. Um, I imagine the numbers on, on, on the new Constantine can't be any worse than they were for Hellblazer, especially considering issue 299 had a sales estimate of under 9,500 issues sold to retailers. Yikes. Certainly there's potential for more eyes to be on this new book, such as my own, because I've read maybe 20 issues of Hellblazer, uh, scattered issues at that, out of 300, which... That's crazy, right? And if people read Constantine and like what they read of the character, then you know what? It's a short step to the new edition trade paperbacks that DC has been putting out. And boom, suddenly they're fans of the character, and maybe it'll help to give the new book support. And who knows where the new book could go down the road. proving that it doesn't have to be an either-or situation, right? You can you can still read. I mean, I I tend to think of it this way. Are you a fan of the character, or are you a fan of what people do with the character? Which I guess is a fair, you know, uh, place to be, right? I mean, you know, it, and even that's too either-or. But I think some people can read and enjoy both if they want to, and I think people will. So we'll see what happens. Um, and with every ending, obviously, must come a come a beginning or something like that. So there are a lot of first issues today. Um, Also from IDW, Kill Shakespeare, Tide of Blood, number one of five, which is a follow-up to the 12-issue series that featured all of Shakespeare's greatest heroes and villains in one big comic book mashup. Uh, The new miniseries is by co-writers Connor McCreary and Anthony Del Cole, who were the co-creators, and artist Andy Bellinger. Uh, Hamlet, Juliet, Othello, Romeo, they're all back, and this time they face an even greater danger, Prospero, a rogue wizard who plans to destroy all of creation. Good stuff. I I really enjoy that series. For Marvel now, Nova number one, a new character, new adventures by the team of Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness, who I can't seem to ignore. Um, at least for an issue or story arc or two. So I, I'll be picking that up and reading it, as I have been for all of Marvel Now. Uh, there's also Daredevil 23, which is not necessarily a first issue, but uh, it's by Mark Waid and Chris Um uh, They're billing it as a new jumping-on point for the series with the Marvel Now branding, but not necessarily the actual Marvel Now uh, title imprint logo. So Daredevil kicking into the whole Marvel Now stuff. From DC, we have Justice League of America number one, couple weeks late. Jeff Johns, Dave Finch, fifty plus variant covers. Yikes! Uh, this apparently is the book that will lead to Trinity War and features the new fifty-two debut of the Star Spangled Kid, which is a character that Jeff Johns created early on in his career as a tribute to his younger sister, who was killed in a plane destruction. The plane was uh, leaving from New York and exploded, and his younger sister uh, perished in the uh, in that tragic accident. So, Star Spangled Kid returning to the DC universe, and let's not forget JLA's Vibe number one, Andrew Kreisberg, Jeff Johns, Pete Woods. If Jeff Johns can do with Vibe what he did for Booster Gold post fifty two, this book should rock because it was sort of the same thing. It was like a Jeff Johns co-written thing with this very strong idea of what the character was in this post-event DC universe, and that's kind of what he's doing here with Vibe, making him um, the protector of the gateway f- into the multiverse of the DC universe. So, I, you know, something like that. So we shall see. But it's Vibe. I mean, come on. A Latino comic book lead? You don't get that much, and I'm sorry, that's just not enough for me to make fun of it, right? That... For me, that's a reason to uh, cheer, Uh, you know, score one for diversity. So I'm looking forward to that series. Um, Rounding out the list of recommendations for today from Dark Horse, we have the next issues of Black Beetle, issue number two. The Super Noir comic book continues with that issue. Dark Horse Presents 21, featuring a story by Neil Gaiman and Paul Chadwick. And Matt Kent's Mind Management, number eight. From Image, another issue of Saga, with issue 10, we have more from Marvel Now, Avengers number 6, Captain America 4, Deadpool 5, Indestructible Hulk 4, Morbius Living Vampire 2, Savage Wolverine 2, Superior Spider-Man 4, and Thor God of Thunder 5. The following titles were supposed to ship this week, Thunderbolts 5, Uncanny X-Force 2, and Uncanny X-Men 2 but they obviously are going to be delayed. Interesting that Uncanny X-Men 2 was supposed to ship this week when number one just shipped last week. So apparently something going on there. And because I couldn't really find a standout on the other publishers' list in terms of independence or collections, uh, we're going to end with a few more from DC. We have Green Lantern 17, Green Lantern Core 17, and Green Lantern New Guardian 17. Featuring the story of the Wrath of the First Lantern, which will wrap up Jeff Johns' run on the Green Lantern book, plus all the other writers, too, because uh, as we just heard today, um, new writers are jumping on the books, which we already knew. Uh, Robert Venditti taking over Green Lantern, I think, and Joshua Hale Fialkov taking over uh, Green Lantern Corps and Red Lanterns. I'm doing this all without notes, so I could be wrong. And then somebody taking over for New Guardians. And then there's going to be a new book, a Larfleeze-centered book, with uh, Keith Giffen, which is awesome. That's kind of weird. Um, I don't know how these writers are going to do on this franchise. I don't think they'll give it the oomph that Jeff Johns and company did leading up to now. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And, you know, who knows? In a couple months, we'll probably be playing... The creator musical chairs like we've been doing on, on some DC books. Speaking of Keith Giffen, uh, Legion of Superheroes 17 features his reunion with Paul Levitz. He's taking over the art for just a few issues before he leaves that book. We have the Teen Titans Omnibus by Jeff Johns, a new expanded e- edition, 150 bucks, featuring a shit ton of Titans comics. We have Teen Titans one-half through 26. Then we have 29 through 46, and then issue 50. We have Legends of the DC Universe number 2, although I'm not sure why, because I think that's a James Robinson ultra-humanite story, so unless that's a Legends of the DC Universe that I'm not familiar with. Uh, we have Titan Secret Files number 2, stuff from Teen Titans Outsiders, Secret Files 2003, Beast Boy 1 through 4, which is one of Jeff Johns' earliest works, with uh, Ben Rabb as as co-writer, Uh, And then we have Teen Titans Legion of Superheroes Special Number One, Outsiders 24 through 25, Robin 147 through 147, they have here uh, Infinite Crisis 5 through 6, and Teen Titans Annual Number One. Just a whole load of Jeff Johns written Teen Titans stuff. And finally for today, Animal Man Volume 4 trade paperback, Born to Be Wild. Uh, Because as much as I love the Animal Man run by Grant Morrison, it doesn't stop there with issue 26. It does continue, and that's what this volume is now taking over. Issues 27 through 37 by Peter Milligan, Tom Veach, art by Chaz Trog, Mark Farmer, Steve Dillon. The stories post-Grant Morrison in the Animal Man uh, universe that ran for a long, long time. I've actually never read these stories, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's got a Brian Bolin cover with a DC logo right there on the corner rather than a Vertigo logo because technically it still was DC at that point, and I'm sure that's going to piss off some of those Hellblazer crybabies. <laughs> Just relax and read Constantine. You'll survive. All right, that's it for New Comics Wednesday. I'm out.